I have a quick question, Dane. Do you record in the app, or is it a third party? In the app. Oh, oh okay. I was trying to figure that out. Okay, recording. No, that's not. Anyways, we are back. DMURBF, Rocky start, but that's okay because it wouldn't be DMURBF style. Uh, your host, Dane McClain, Brennan Flasky, with special guest, Joseph Taminski. What's up? It's great to have you on the show, man. I'm yeah, excited. Good, good to be back. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been a minute, yeah. So what have you been up to? Just hanging around inside, you know, the usual. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to your IMDb page, and you've done a bit of work. Uh, it seems like you've updated your stuff as of last month, it appears, um, specifically uh, with Heathen um, and... Yeah, there's another one. I can't find it. But you, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe yeah, it's just the yeah. Oh, um, I'm not sure what that might have been. It could have been because there's more than one cut. Oh, right. That, yeah. that might be what it was. Yeah, because there's, uh, there's a couple cuts out there. Yeah. So I'm seeing Heathen 2019 official trailer, Heathen 2020 final trailer. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're pretty different. Teaser trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <they're laughs> all, all, Can you just run us through this? Yeah, so the first one mm-hmm. teasers like a minute long or something, and uh, that was done before anything was written, before anything was shot. Okay. Everything like that. So that was just like an idea kind of thing, and then uh, the next one was done after the first final cut that got sent into the first round of festivals yeah and uh a couple months ago i went back recut it changed a couple things and sent it off to more festivals but uh that's who knows what that's going to be like right now so (laughs) are you are you kind of like uh george lucasing it as to use to use that to butcher that phrase properly uh like are you constantly going back and like redoing old films to kind of like fit a profile or if, like you, maybe you just don't feel comfortable with the way things turned out, even though you've already submitted to film festivals, and so you're kind of like retweaking it, I guess. A little bit of both. Like I'll, yeah. I straight up changed the whole style. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a totally different thing in the newest one, yeah. So because we just went out there with nothing, nothing written or anything, and just shot for five hours, and then came back, cut it together into something, and that's what. So it's always kind of evolving. Every time I go back to it, I'm like, ah, oh, I could do something different here, or something different here kind of thing. So with the purpose of these films, is it? it's not more so like storytelling, but it's about like evoking a mood or a feeling, like uh, a visceral response from your audience? I yeah. See. Yeah, it's all atmosphere, nothing else. There's anything, like, I don't think I've made a single thing that has a story. <laughs> Well, like a traditional story, like three arcs, maybe like there's like any reoccurring characters or maybe you're starting up a cinematic universe. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, everything's, No, I haven't made anything with an actual story yet. I'm working on a couple, but yeah, no, there's nothing. Just looking at it right now, there's nothing I've done that has a story. (laughs) What do you plan on doing, like continuing this, or will you ever dabble in storytelling? Or oh, totally, yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of the plan right now because 
these shorts are good for little mood pieces, but yeah. I don't want to make anything longer. I'm not going to just do like, you know, like three hours of just waffles, this, this <laughs> you know? <laughs> just different shades of waffles, different like colors, that, different that atmospheres. Like, Maybe throw some fog machines. There's this like 720 hour movie. It's not out yet, but it's, I don't, I don't know, what's it called? It's called like Ambience or something. It's coming out this year. Yeah, supposed to be uh, December 31st, 2020. Runtime is 720 hours. <laughs> I, is this streaming? Like, how do you watch that? I think you have to go to the theater. <laughs> They're destroying the original negative. <laughs> I don't like, know how that would even work. How does that Dane, can you explain how a theater would set that up? I don't even know, man. 720 hours, that's like... <laughs> Rent that out for 30 days. 30 days, yeah. It's a month. Rent out a theater for 30 days just to show for one screening or something. Like That's, that's the most expensive they, movie I've ever heard of. They and run all night as well? Yeah. What's they, that? They screen it all night as well? I have no idea. They haven't... It's not out yet. But the, uh, the trailer is seven hours long. <laughs> and it's one shot it's just a beach no way pretty Are much oh yes. my gosh. very um seven hours 20 cool. minutes sorry oh oh yeah there's supposed to be a 72 hour trailer that never came out oh it's 72 okay that's not as bad but that's still pretty bad that's very seven? bad Warhol's, uh empire right empire was it what? was it was it Andy Warhol's Empire that was like the same, not as long as that, but it's pretty similar. It was just a static shot of uh, the Empire State Building. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what it's not about. quite as not, not quite as long. That's only eight hours. So it's only eight hours. Yeah, yeah. but that was baby steps. Something interesting about it. I, I do. Yeah. I do think like watching at least a little bit of uh, movies of that scope is pretty interesting. Just to Oh yeah. I skip ahead a few hours at times just to like sneeze. <laughs> it's it's, it's good for like background noise too. Yeah. You know, yeah just, that is true. It's like just, but I don't know if I could handle making something like that and having to like process it, edit it, all that stuff. No thanks. <laughs> yeah. So talking like outside of the like artistic vision of the piece and the, the runtime, obviously, think about like all the technicalities that have that had to be implemented to run this whole thing from the ground. Like you can't have a camera recording, even if it was plugged in, like you'd have to have like the biggest SD cards or like you'd have to switch them. Out. I don't know how that even work. You'd have to create a system that you can yeah. continually swap in SD cards or just have like access to like a server or it's like constantly being uploaded somewhere. Assuming that there's no cuts, I assume. Yeah. But why I, would I, there be a cut? Just a I off. think there are, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. There are. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this thing is, but there's this other movie called logistics mm-hmm. and it's uh 857 hours long. 857. Yeah. Why? Like, I don't know. How would you export that? <laughs> Just it would, the, take, right? it would take a year. Like unless you unless you like gain access to like a supercomputer, but even yeah. then I 
Even then, it would just take forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> especially if, like if they shot digital and then, or even if they shot film and then scanned digital in to cut. But like, that's that's a big no from me. I don't even so, like, you you could technically just premiere it on YouTube live or something. Yeah. The 850 hour movie in it. I mean, I, you could totally do that. Screening, but like, as far as screening it, right? Yeah, um, it's. I guess with the internet, you can do it quite easily. Yeah. But yeah, exporting it would be a pain. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I, I know YouTube fun. does the 24 hours. You know, yeah. You can, like I've seen that. Maybe I've seen 50 hours, but I've never seen. I don't think they'll let you do like 800, 700 plus hours. There's <laughs> no way. Because <laughs> I feel like their servers were just they're <laughs> they're just running out of space. There's no way that's possible. But who knows, yeah. maybe, maybe Dane, this can be your future pet project. Yeah. yeah. Make the world's longest movie. Put yeah. it on YouTube. We just talk all day. It's basically the group chat, but we're filming <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Pitching this idea right here, right now. I'm in. Yeah. The longest okay. project. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'd, it'd have to be like two months long straight. Two months, yeah. I mean, we're in quarantine anyways. Like, do we have anything better to do? <laughs> no. Great. <laughs> uh, okay, so getting back on track, um, Tominsky. So, besides Heathen, I also noticed that you have a Pain and Sorrow uh, short film uploaded yeah. on your YouTube channel, Way Productions. Do you want to give yeah. us a little uh, insight onto the development and creation and ideas surrounding that piece? All I'd say about that one is if you get it, you get it. <laughs> you get it, you get it. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, if you get it, you, if, like, if you know what it is, then you'll immediately know what it is. But if you don't know what it is, you'll just be like, what on earth is going on in this? <laughs> yeah. It, and it'll give you a headache. Interesting. Oh, yeah, because the strobe, yeah. It's, yeah. it strobes like crazy. I didn't realize how fast I put that on until I uploaded it and watched it the next day and went, wow, that hurt. But that's okay. I'm all good with that. I did watch Pain and Sorrow, and yeah. I, I loved the I loved the reference in it. Do you get it? I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, yeah, the reference it's in it is, uh, it's good. It's, it's just an inside good. joke. Like, <laughs> like the title is even is the description of the inside joke too. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was very that was very cool how you did that actually though. Like you did that all at home in your um, in your apartment, right? Like. No, that was a moment. Oh, really? yeah. That was literally just like, there's one day I was like, you shot that I think one. I'm going to do this. And then I did 20 minutes. And then two hours later, it was on YouTube. Wow. Was that the fastest you've ever produced a film? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty cool. Because it was, because there was no prep, no nothing. It was just, here's an idea, shoot it right now. And then. And just cut it, put it up on the internet, go to bed. <laughs> I was like a 3 a.m. not a, not asleep for some reason kind of project. I feel like when it comes to cinematography, you and I are completely different. Like I put so much time into like the pre-production and like the details. I spend like days just on like the smallest details. Like I can't tell you. Like I made a I made like a hamburger commercial thing. I don't know. And it, it's only like 45 seconds long, but I think I spent like two weeks doing that. <laughs> oh, damn. 
yeah, yeah. that's not including the scripting and everything else. It was, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but like, it's just, it's funny hearing someone come from like a completely different opposite perspective, you know, saying like, oh, I just shot this stuff and I'm putting it up. When, it, when I don't think I could, I could do that. Like my approach is just so different. Maybe I, I'll try it one day, but I'd have to be like really inspired or like captivated. Like maybe, yeah. maybe traveling, it would be easier to do it. Yeah. Or like, sightseeing. Yeah. I'll sit down and like be in the pre-production, like the, just the basic story outline of something for like five years. <laughs> But like, then I'll just be like, "Oh, sweet idea! I'll go shoot that right now," and then that'll be that. That's yeah, incredible. That's, and that's how that stuff gets out quicker because I just like, well, well, there's an idea. I'll do it. <laughs> so, are you sitting on a lot of ideas currently? Oh yeah, oh yeah. 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 Like I got nothing to do but think right now, right? So I mean, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going through the brain. Nice. What about you, Dane? You got ideas flowing? Yeah, I've got a few that I've been working on. Like my my film that was halted uh, back in March. Robin, I, I, I have to finish the script for that, but yeah, it's it's harder than it sounds. Like I'm like I'm in quarantine, but I'm still just like drowning in um, schoolwork and other things. So <laughs> I'm working also. It's like I'm trying to find the time, yeah. but I don't know when I'll get to the script finishing, but I also don't want to just half-heartedly finish it. Like I want to devote. Yeah. But it's a challenge because I was supposed to have that done in March, have it shot in March and it would have been out by now. And it's just like, but it gives me more time to, to make it more interesting, I guess. Yeah. So do that. There's like third and fourth draft kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So basically, I'm just looking at it as a way to refine everything, and uh, I don't know. But yeah, I have like, I have like so much that I could be doing um, as far as creative writing, and I think I will probably have to start soon. Otherwise, I'll regret not using utilizing this time a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. But how are you, Brandon? Are you uh, writing Tug in the Dark Part Two? Yeah. <laughs> uh no but it's actually funny you mentioned that because uh i just had a i just had an internship with uh uh with chris ben and um I her name the other as society of broadcasting starts the d i can't remember anyways uh so i just did the, a little internship with them and talked about um they're like what projects do you want to pitch for the society of broadcasting and blah blah blah. and i was talking about actually the anthology series that we were talking about oh and yeah cool, and how cool that would be so i was and i was like well what ways could i incorporate that but like kind of make it like relevant to mru or society of broadcasting or like so i was just like troubleshooting like maybe do something with the logo and then i was thinking about like horror themes so like tug in the dark but then i was like wait i don't want to cast it in a negative light and you know as much as i want to do kind of horror and thrillers i feel like the last thing i need to do is focusing on like the negativity for like so long especially while still in quarantine like that's the last thing i want so i i have to like go outside and i mean i do a lot of like comedy posts but obviously they're looking for real material. So I have to like completely branch out and do something and completely reinvent myself 
uh, if I get the job or if I decide to go down this route. And so I think it should be interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I dig that. Yeah. I just don't know what I'll do, but, you know, I definitely got to get the creative juices flowing, um, start working on some projects. Uh, right now, I'm still trying to learn FL Studio, making music. It's a lot harder than that seems. Um, and, yeah, just messing around with just the Adobe Creative Suite, trying to get familiar as possible. Yeah. Like, I'm still using uh, – what am I using? Uh, Premiere Pro 2013? 2013. I'm still using, yeah. Old <laughs> school, man. Oh yeah. God, seven years. I haven't been able to figure out anything else so far as so I'm still using that, but it, oh man, it's not working too well anymore. Oh, really? I was just about to say, like, if it still works, then, like, you know, why change it? Yeah, it's starting to, starting to die on me. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's partly my computer, though, too, because it's, it's not having a good time trying to export anything. Especially yeah. if I get like those 4K files up there, it's just like no. Nope. You uploading? You uploading 4K? No, no, I just do the exports and then I just go to HD. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. know why it, but yeah, just 1080. I don't have any 4K monitors or anything, so <laughs> can't really do much with it. Yeah, I like the idea of uploading in 4K. I'm really happy just because. Before quarantine happened, I finally ditched my laptop and bought an actual like rig, kind of, sorta. And oh. uh, it's been it's been a blessing. I don't know about you guys, but I cannot work on. A, uh, I mean, I have worked on my laptop before, but like Premiere Pro, it's just it's a nightmare to say the yeah. least. Yeah. You need more RAM. Uh, no, just the space, and I, I always felt like I was like hunched over, like like using the mouse pad and stuff like that. And it's just, it's like such a, it's like a. <laughs> I don't have to deal with that anymore. I'm fortunate enough, you know, to upgrade and I am taking. <laughs> I have to use it occasionally. And it just reminds me of like all my hardships. And I'm so done with it. I'm just going on a rant here. No, I feel that. <laughs> I think we, I think we heard most of that. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you started freezing up, cutting out, and everything. <laughs> oh no! Oh, whatever. Whatever. It wasn't even important. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love Skype. That was, yeah. that was good. <laughs> Sound like you're really pissed off, though. You're like, talking about all your hardships. It reminds you of all your hardships. <laughs> and then, like, ten seconds of, like, silence. <laughs> Nothing, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think Skype can handle all this anger I have. <laughs> it's just too much. It's too much. Too much emotion. But this isn't about, about me. This isn't about my equipment. This is about Mark Kaminsky. So, Mark, I recently also watched your demo uh, reel. Can you walk us oh, through yeah. that? That was really interesting. Like, the music choice and everything, I was just like, damn. I was like, where did you get this? Did you create it yourself? Do you have a friend? Had that no, one? that was uh, royalty-free on YouTube. 
Loyalty free. Wow, that's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> just have to give the guy credit. Yeah, it's normally not that good. Yeah. yeah so I just gave the guy credit. I don't know if he even knows it's in there, but Yeah, I'm like they always ask for his credit, but I, yeah, will they yeah. ever see this? Unless you're like specifically linked to like their Wikipedia or IMDB or fan yeah. page or wherever they're operating from. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that video is just kind of pretty much, it's not even, not even everything I've done in the last little bit, but it's the most up to date one there is. So, it's just a little bit of sample of everything, because there's a lot of different things that, like, there's differences between each clip in there, for sure. Yeah, like the ballerinas, as opposed to, like, the, the happy kids in the field <laughs> as opposed to the teepee made of sticks. That was really ominous. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool though. I really like it. Yeah. It's just a lot of your shots from everything. Um, yeah, there's two music videos in there, a corporate video, some original stuff. Yeah. Nice. Nice. you also, um, just started a new music project too, from what I, remember like two months ago probably right well, i tried and then my mic broke oh <laughs> so uh that's kind of not happening anymore what yeah um, were you singing or no god no <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I, I would never put anyone through that <laughs> you ever do karaoke or anything like that depends if you're drunk enough <laughs> yeah yeah it depends on the amount of beer <laughs> Because, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That's great. <laughs> not, not by choice. Not by choice. <laughs> maybe peer pressure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. Maybe. I don't know. Me and Dane, we've uh, been asked to go to a lot of uh, people's shows or stuff like that from uh, a lot of Gamer BF guests where it's either karaoke or um, clubs where you sing or freestyle. And... Uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, obviously you're out of your comfort zone, but like, I I don't know if there's like limits to it. Where like, how far out of your comfort zone do you feel comfortable? Because like, someone just whips out their phone, like you're immortalized, you know? That's yeah, like, yeah. That's, you're, you're a legend <laughs> on like, the internet. That one time. It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. You post that on uh, what is it TikTok or whatever, and then yeah, <laughs> you're just famous. Yeah, because yeah. I've had I've had experiences like that, but just like within a friend group, like we go to someone's house and like a little bit of karaoke, and then they have those videos. But I can only imagine going to like a pub and like singing, oh, singing yeah. their heart out, and then it's just whoever has their phone out. Yeah, oh, that's a nightmare. I love to see Dane do it though. He actually performed at Ooh. Cipher Club. When was that? Yeah, Dane. When was that? I was in January. Yeah. Yeah, I went for uh, to support my friend uh, from our program, Chris, and uh, his. He had a music video he was premiering, and then it turned into Cipher Club right before the premiere of the the video. And I got past the mic. I think Ben Goodman, he was like in front of me. It was, was going to go to Ben, and then Ben stepped out right when he he knew the mic was coming his way, and it ended up in my hands. And I was like. I can't say no now, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess this is life now. I'll just accept it. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Like, I, I kind of, like, I rhymed about Brendan. I, I had a line about you in there. Um, I, I shouted out a lot of people. Like, it was it was really, 
it's quite it's quite nice i think that's sweet and i i i called ben my my campus mom so <laughs> i mean everything everything checked out i'm not embarrassed about it at all it's true everything's true i'd have to agree with it i'd call him my campus mom and i don't even go there yeah i feel like he's more my campus dad though i don't know yeah maybe not mom i don't really he's very, uh, mom. he's very caring like a mom though like uh he's very he knows everything about me he knows all my like he just he just knows everything about me it's pretty it's very, it's very mom-like so shout out to, shout out to big mom very mom-like big, big mom dad <laughs> Great guy, great guy. Young, but uh, he'll come to the next interview, and uh, usually he he bursts in when Joe is uh, <laughs> in Rubio, like, yeah, uh, back in October. Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> that was funny. I don't even remember like like I barely remember that. I remember I had to be at work right after, and I remember for some reason I hadn't slept at all before. So I'd come from a 12-hour shift at work, not slept for a bit, showed up to that, and then went straight back to work for 12 hours. What? That's yeah, disgusting. That's, yeah, I don't know why I did that to myself. How do, how do people do that? Yeah, I could. If I don't get, like, at God. least eight hours before a shift, I'm just not there mentally. I can't function. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, like, a two hours or none. Two hours or none. <laughs> yeah. If it's any more than that, then I'm not waking up, that's for sure. Oh, my wow. gosh. Yeah. You following that same routine these days? Oh, I have no routine right now. Are you still sleeping, like, sleeping more? Yeah. I'm usually waking up right You need it after all those two-hour two hour nights. Yeah. <laughs> You're playing catch-up at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been playing way too many video games and stuff too. That that doesn't help. Interesting. Is yeah. uh, are video games uh, influencing your uh, cinematography? No. <laughs> no. Separate. Yeah, just because. Yeah. No, it's a totally different different thing for me. Because. Yeah, it'd be fun. There's there's some games out there that have really good stories and really good camera work and stuff that's uh, animated in there, but nah. No. I'm more of a, a Lynch guy. I'll watch that and then have like ten more ideas later and I go, oh, okay, that's cool. Better write <laughs> these down. Mm. It's definitely dealing more in the abstract. Yeah. Yeah. That's my whole thing. What did you Try think to... of uh, Lynch's recent... Uh... It was like a it's like a short or something, wasn't there? It was. Um, oh yeah, what did Jack do? What did Jack with do monkey? with the monkey? Yeah. That was awesome. I love that. That's that pretty awesome. I was, like, he voiced the monkey, right? Yeah, yeah. Or at least that sounded like him. And like the human lips on the on the monkey and everything. I was I was so into that. I want to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then the chicken at the end is just like there and you're like, what on earth is going on? I want to have like, like an interview with, with the three of us next time and just we'll all be like monkeys. That'd so be, basically like the Snapchat filters? Better than that though. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah the, the David Lynch monkey. The David Lynch monkey filters. But similar, similar idea, but yeah, a little bit yeah. better, a lot better. 
Yeah, that but, came out on Netflix. Did it actually? Oh, yeah. It, it, it was like on his... Sorry? And it's, it's no longer available on Netflix? It should still be on there. Okay, I'm going to watch it tonight, because I watched like some of it on YouTube, but... Yeah. I need to watch the full thing now. Yeah, it's hilarious. It makes absolutely no sense, but I know it makes some sense somewhere, which is why it's fun. <laughs> I'm watching it right now. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you watching I just it with the volume? Sorry? What? You're watching it with that volume as well? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that will. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it probably it's, ruins it. It's dialogue. The whole thing's dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that explains why I don't. I mean, I don't think I'd understand it with or without the dial. I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. I mean, I don't think you can. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. David Lynch, <laughs> he's uh, he's an interesting guy. Definitely interesting. Say that again. <laughs> yeah, I just finished rewatching uh, all of Twin Peaks again. So that's uh, it's been a a good time. Nice. Uh, all so you... three seasons and the movie. Wow. So yeah. you seem to be uh, really into the abstract. I have to ask, like, I just thought of this right now, but, you know, I feel like, especially in the mainstream, these abstract artists, do you think there would be another David Lynch that could possibly, like, because, I mean, I feel like media always favors, like, the mainstream, right? And David Lynch goes directly against that grain. So yeah. Do you think, like, there could ever be, like, another great, you know, abstract director who's up and coming, who can, like, successfully make it? Yeah, in today's landscape. Yeah, we got we got Robert Eggers right now. Robert he Eggers, because he just did The Witch and then did The Lighthouse oh. right after. Oh. Which is it's not quite as out there. Yeah. As Lynch, but like it's definitely not mainstream. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, didn't The Lighthouse do pretty well? Yeah, yeah, that, it was fantastic too. It was. I still get to see it. It's, made it it's my incredible. Of the decade. Yeah. Really? The decade, easily. Yeah. Number one horror film of the decade, in my opinion. Wait, it's a yeah. horror film? Yeah, it's... Kind of. There's elements of horror. Uh, it's it's kind of Lovecraftian, but also just two dudes getting drunk. Like, <laughs> Whoa, they spoilers. both go at the same time. Oh, that's... Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just everything about that movie is perfect. It really is. great. Yeah. So could you like, see yourself doing something more so uh, along his work or more David Lynch? Oh, more could. Lynch. Definitely more Lynch because with Robert Eggers' stuff, he, like, researches stuff to the detail. Like, he had the right buttons for the time period on coats and stuff like that and does the language properly for the time period like the witch was the 1650s or 1630s or something so they spoke like it was 1630s and uh the lighthouse was 1890s so they spoke like 1890s with the correct accents all that stuff i'm like that's way too much for me to handle (laughs) like i'd never be able to do that but without any because he puts rules gives himself rules and i don't i don't like rules interesting yeah. So you're more of a free bird in that sense. Yeah. Like, give me rules, I'll break them. Give me no rules, and I'm not going to... I'm just going to do whatever. 
<laughs> no matter what, I'm just going to do whatever. I mean, by by doing whatever, you know, you have, like, unlimited freedom. You, like, anything goes, right? It's you yeah. have complete creative control. But at the same time, do you ever feel like it's a little overwhelming? So much control, so much freedom and not enough control? Sometimes. But then I think about what it would be like if if I was working with a cinematographer uh, and being like, but I want to light this and choose which lens to use and everything. I just want to do that. And then same with like, if there was someone else being a c- camera operator, I'd be like, what am I going to do? <laughs> like all, all that stuff. Like I, it's, it's overwhelming, but then I go take a step back and go, I don't know if I could, if I, if I'm, I'd be ready to trust anyone else doing some stuff, but that just might be, well, it's probably just me being paranoid to be honest, but yeah. Are yeah. you just talking specifically for your personal projects, or are you talking about like maybe a, a collaboration with another person? Oh, collaborations, whatever. Collaborations. Yeah. If if that's if that's going on, if there's already collaborations going on, then then that's what's going on. But if it's just my own stuff, yeah, no, it's gonna be as much me as possible, because because then I can keep as much control and make it exactly what I thought of in the beginning. But if it's if it's a group effort, then. Any, anything goes there. Hmm. That's really interesting. Dan, what are your thoughts? You know, personal versus, you know, group efforts. How do you, how do you approach that? Well, you worked with me on both personal and the group project in the last year to like Westwood voices was definitely personal. Yep. Each with echoes was uh, collaborative. I passed the, passed the rain or what am I saying? Passed the, whatever, passed the wheel to Ryan, whatever. Yeah. Object. yeah. It is. I don't know. Wheel shirt. Go with that. And yeah. Ryan drove it home, just like Westwood Voices. I well, I didn't drive home. I got stuck in a forest, so not quite the same. <laughs> but I let I let Ryan handle it. And it was it was pretty cool just to see like an idea you had, um, just turning into something else through someone else's eyes. I think that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, um, yeah. Westwood Voices. That was definitely just like an experience experience what am i saying experiment and an experience um yeah it definitely was an experience (laughs) (laughs) like falling down that hill (laughs) that's great it was so slippery (laughs) oh my gosh i feel i feel bad about that that was oh no that was awesome that was a bit too icy that that day but yeah we um we managed somehow it was just like the perfect weather any colder wouldn't wouldn't have been good um it had the winter look, but it didn't feel like winter, so that was nice. Yeah. Um, the shots were beautiful, like the the vantage points, everything. Like you guys nailed it. And I, I just, I'll never forget, like um, just driving and calling you guys on the on the Bluetooth, and it just felt so <laughs> controlled. Like we were in a public place, yeah. but it was very controlled. Like it was a great location. It just worked out. A few cars on the road, and um, yeah, just it was just so fun. Like. Just yeah. putting yourself in um, the natural environment and, you know, looking at all the angles you can work with. And, yeah, I want to I want to do more of that. Like, honestly, that's the that's the type of movie that you could do during um, the this whole pandemic. Like, yeah, most of those shots were fairly long shots from other cars and uh, vantage points. So we, yeah. I, I feel like I want to write something again that we could even do just like being in two different cars. Like there's no problems being in 
one area together with the social distancing. So I feel yeah. like that could have been done this year, even or you know, in the next few months. So yeah, I, we could definitely I just, do something like that. Yeah, because yeah. that was that was super fun. Because when I go and shoot stuff, I tend to be with people who aren't like they don't know the lens from the body kind of thing. <laughs> So, like, I kind of end up having to do most of the stuff anyways. So going out there and with other people who actually kind of know what they're doing a little bit was, yeah. was pretty cool. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. Yeah. I wish we could have done even more because um, that was, it was just such a fun day. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, it turned out exactly – well, it never turned out exactly how you, you want it or plan, but it becomes better because it's like, okay, I couldn't have planned – uh, for this shot to actually happen like this is just completely just putting yourself out there and actually rolling the camera and, and just seeing what happens and you're yeah like, wow i couldn't have written this into the script i couldn't have written this into the script and so you realize what you want is not always what is even like like it's exactly what i wanted out of it but it was like more than i wanted which was amazing yeah and yeah like it's really cool because that, that was a story that was like birthed from another friend and it passed on to me and then Ryan's passed, I passed it on to Ryan. And it's just interesting just seeing how that happens and I, I don't know, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So do you cool. think as a cinematographer you have to allow yourself like a certain amount of like creative, well, like un, unrestricted creative freedom because anything can go, especially if you don't have like the budget to secure these locations to prevent like the public from interfering. Yeah. And if you're adhering to like an actual schedule and it's like a, you know, a bigger production. So do you think, do you think like a, a successful production would utilize that, those, you know, accidents, I guess that you could call them, or do you think that like Stanley Kubrick's like, we're going to get the shot. It's in my head. You know, we're going to do it as many times as it takes <laughs> until I get it. Cause I know what I'm doing. Or do you think that kind of lends itself to cinema in, in a different way, but equally impactful? Well, you can do both. I know that there's lots of people who will plan something super meticulously, like just bring it back to David Lynch. He plans everything. Like he, he knows exactly what he wants to get, but when he gets on a set, he just goes, Oh, cool. Let's, we could try from this angle. Oh, that's better than what I thought it would be. Let's use that. <laughs> But I know, like, Kubrick, I doubt he ever did that. <laughs> I highly doubt he ever did that, because that guy was nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like you'd have to have such expertise or just, like, have such a vision that you... you I don't even know how you earn that, though. Like, yeah, you, I don't... you just have to, you have to prove yourself, be like, no, 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 listen to me. Because I feel like James Cameron does it to a certain extent as well, especially yeah. when it comes to some serious money with his films. Yeah. And he's just like, listen, guys, I know what I'm doing. I don't care if you don't understand it. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he doesn't give himself much room to experiment, at least from the way I'd see it, with all the, like, with the Avatar movies and stuff, because they're shot in a tiny room. Yeah. Uh, green screen, blue screen, so it's like, you kind of have to know exactly what your blocking is going to be, what's going on in the background, all that stuff ahead of time, right? Oh, yeah. So. You yeah, you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't be able to mess around as much. But I'll bet with stuff like Terminator and True Lies and whatever else he's, he's done, lots of stuff. 
probably probably did that. I don't know. I don't doubt it. <laughs> huh. It's always interesting people's approach, you know, because I mean, I wouldn't say like one's better than the other because, well, art is super subjective, right? At the, at the end of yeah. the day, so it's down yeah. to just personal taste. And I mean, depends on what you're going for, like whether, whether the market wants or like whether you want, or maybe it's just uh, a piece you're devoting to someone else, you know, however that may be. It's always interesting to see the the forms and the way these uh, productions come about. Yeah. I think it's super interesting, you know, just even talking about them and seeing like as up and coming filmmakers and artists, uh, what what kind of strategies we or like what kind of takeaways we get from these massive like millionaire directors and just artists and seeing like what kind of how we do how we go about you know doing them. So. I always think it's interesting to talk about it and just bring it up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they're always putting out better coursework than you can find in school. Like, yeah, at least not anymore, but just by going to the theater. Mm-hmm. Take a look at that. That's that's a good two weeks that you can devote to looking at something right there, and then you figure out how things go from A to B, how people work, especially if you look at, like, Blu-ray special features or something. There's lots of good stuff out there. Super interesting. And even then, like, when I I think I figured out a movie or, like, I'm like, okay, I understand it, I go online and I, like, read people's, like, interpretations of it, and I am, like, I was like, I never even thought of this. I was like, do I (laughs) understand the movie? I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, I remember I took a class actually. It was anti-capitalist horror, and it viewed slasher films through an anti-capitalist uh, perspective. And I was like, I thought it was kind of stupid at first, but I was, but I took the class because like, I mean, it sounds interesting. I don't think I'll buy it. And then like the professor just kept going on and on and on, and I'm just like, I don't see it through any other lens now. Like the the whole movie is basically deconstructed through this lens, and I'm just like, that's <laughs> that blows my mind. You know, it's like yeah. in front of you the whole time, but not really it's weird it's super yeah. weird it's yeah, a weird it's, perspective too you've got to focus on the donut not the whole <laughs> yeah. yeah so i was about to say uh holy motors have you seen holy motors that movie i still don't understand i haven't i haven't holy seen motors. it i highly recommend uh it's it's weird it's so good though it's so yeah, weird did you just watch that in quarantine yeah. day yeah, I watched it like a few weeks ago. It was it was one of those movies I just like I you just love the experience of it, but it's you just you don't understand. Well, I didn't understand most of it. <laughs> I thought I did, but then I realized no, I don't. And then, huh. I don't know. That's just something recently that oh, I saw yeah. that I think you guys would really enjoy. It's uh, so Dane. I gotta ask. You it seems like you've been watching a lot of movies lately. Are you are you playing catch up? Because I know we were roasting you <laughs> in earlier iterations of DMRBF. We're like, dude, do you watch any movies or anything? Or TV shows, and then you're like, no, no, no. But like, as of lately, it seems like you're you're really trying. I don't watch TV shows. I do. I have watched a lot of movies, but TV, I just. You still not doing TV? I'm just too. um, I just don't want something to drag on too long. Like, I don't know. I want to watch a lot of different things, a variety of things. So, watch a whole series. I find like I get too bored with the storyline. Like, I I don't know. Personally, I, I just like singular films like that's my thing like just just give me a, a new story and i can watch it in an hour and a half and it's going to be completely different from everything else i've seen and i'm happy with that um yeah like i don't sense. i don't i don't really like to invest too much time in like a whole series unless i'm like crazy about it but 
I don't know. I, I've never been a TV guy, TV series guy. Like I, I like Breaking Bad. I love Twin Peaks. I love like I've watched a lot of series, but I've, I'm always leaning towards movies personally. Mm. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I think it's just the time investment personally. So you would never watch like Rugrats, but you would watch Rugrats the movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? I, I've seen both. I've seen both actually. You've seen both. Wow. Rugrats. Good. Was pretty, yeah. 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 It's really good. Yeah. I'm more of a miniseries guy. Miniseries. I've been watching Band of Brothers because everyone. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea David Schwimmer was in it. I was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, it's Ross. (laughs) And I'm like trying to detach him from that because every time I see like Tyler Perry, I'm just like, okay, like, I. He's not from friends, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's still weird. Cause I don't know. I feel like I've typecast him in my head. I don't know. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, if you haven't checked it out, Chernobyl's really good. Oh, I love Chernobyl dude. It's like an x-ray. Didn't you? Oh, that was so good. Like everything, like the actors. Oh dude, yeah. It made me so frustrated. I've never, I was like, I have to pause it. Cause I'm just, this is this is getting to my head too much. Oh, <laughs> great show, great show. Then have you watched it? Uh, I've seen one episode. I saw the first episode. <laughs> well, how do you do that? That's that's the thing you'll it's, hear me say so much is what I've seen. It's it's shorter than War and Peace. <laughs> I haven't seen I that. Think is, that's a great movie. It's uh seven and a half hours long. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. I'll. I'll message you the trailer. <laughs> How long is the trailer? Two hours? <laughs> no, it's just a minute. Because technically, oh, wow. a movie—it's a movie in like five parts. Also, a book. Nineteen sixty. Oh, so the Irish. Yeah. Man. Is it the same as the book? Yeah, it's the same as the book. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I've heard of the book. Yeah. Movie though. Wow, seven hours. I don't know. Yeah. Like. Well, the book's like a lot of pages. There's <laughs> no, thousands of pages. Like Too I think I guess a long movie, but. Series, I find, like, I don't know what it is with, like, I still love, like, I think series are beautiful, like, the cinematography is the same as film. There's no difference, like, it's still as cinematic as a movie, but it's just, like, I guess it's just the, um, the idea, like, I like to watch something entirely. I don't like to mix it up, like, have too many things on the go at once, right? Like, yeah. do you watch, like, do you watch, like, five series at the same time, like, alternate days, or do you just watch one series straight? Uh, I usually straight. go one one straight and then switch yeah. over to something else. But I'll I'll watch like three movies in between, yeah. like yeah. between episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, yeah, like do two or three episodes or something, and then go do something else for a couple hours. Watch two or three movies, and then go to bed, and then repeat. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of my life right now. <laughs> That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. But I mean, yeah, I've, I've, if you're creating media, though, like you have to be involved in media, though. That's what that's what a lot of writers say. You know, like if you want to be a good writer, um, you have to write and you have not only do you have to write, you have to read a lot. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. you can be really great, but it doesn't matter because I think we at the end of the day, we all borrow ideas subconsciously from one another, but we just adapt it through our own perspective. And then we kind of present that narrative however we want. But at the end of the day, like it's influenced from something or someone. 
Yeah. Because, like, I've, I've also heard, like, there's nothing original anymore. Like, it, it's all been done. But every time I see yeah, which... I'm like, is that true? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, well, yeah, the talking monkey. I guess you can be, like, Air Bud or, yeah, who knows? It's, it's kind of a romantic comedy. Romantic comedy? Hmm. Yeah, it's a bit of a rom-com romantic drama mystery <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> When you see it, you'll get what I mean by that. But it's one <laughs> it's of those vibes sick. I was picking up. But I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. David Lynch, what a guy. Yeah, the OG. Dane, what's what's been new with you? Um, well, I've started a few more classes as of this week, and uh, they're they're really interesting. Actually, I'm in the documentary class. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I was, first first week I, I watched a documentary that I've been wanting to watch for a long time. So that was really good, uh, really good timing. Uh, the Act of Killing. It's um. Oh yeah. It's, it's oof, I don't even know how to explain it in like a short form. You just have to watch it. And just, yeah. Like, like, yeah. It is something else. It is. Yeah. You've seen it, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. It's. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea how I'd really describe the experience. Yeah. You kind of just, it's, you just have to experience it. <laughs> <laughs> huh. it's, it's just like, it's just like watching just evil in a film, like, but just like a, a delusional evil, right? Like people that don't realize that they're evil until the very yeah. end. And then it's like basically like a real life exorcism at the end. Um, yeah the the main guy i don't want to spoil anything for people if you want to watch this but it's yeah. just yeah. It, it just makes you feel sick sick Fair. oh it so like you would oh, recommend yeah. it or sick good like wow no it makes you feel uh disgusting. it makes you feel physically ill yeah physically ill yeah wow. yeah definitely it's about, it, it's about like indonesian death squads Interesting. Yeah. Add it to the list. I'll go yeah, back. I'll have the book report and everything. I'll join your class. It's, it's really intense because it's like, it's, um, I think it's, uh, it's Werner Herzog, I think, was the executive producer. Oh. He, um, yeah, he that sounds big, right. He was a big part of like the German New Wave. And he's yeah. done a lot of things actually. He worked with Harmony Corinne. Um, uh, Alvin Law, our guest from a month ago, he worked with Werner Herzog on a film, which was pretty sweet. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. This is like in the late 90s, but Werner Herzog was in, involved in this project. It won um, Best Documentary at the Academy Awards, like 2014, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, it, they basically were able to like fool these um, ex-paramilitary gangsters in Indonesia to like, to like, think that they were going to be like the behind the scenes crew for their reenactment of their their lives but really it was just a, a documentary to like show them slowly realize all the crimes they committed and all of the terrible things they did to their the citizens of their country they started to realize it was just basically capturing their realization of all the terrible things that they've done and um like at first they think they're heroic because they've been brainwashed by the government uh, especially in the 60s so it's just like it's just like a deconstruction of like just a psychopath basically yeah. and many many psychopaths in the movie so yeah 
it's it's so intense. Sounds really heavy. Wow. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I was going to try to find a way to make a Tiger King joke in there, but I I, I couldn't. I haven't actually seen Tiger King. Everyone tells me to. I'm like, I don't know. seems like one of those drama things where it's like he said, she said drama. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Yeah, that's what I'm scared of. It's just a bunch of broken people hurting each other. Yeah. I mean, that's like, funny in its own right, but I don't know if I want to invest however, however many hours it takes to finish the series. It's like an ironic time, too. It's just like we're all inside yeah. because of, like, the exotic animal trade. And then we're all inside watching a documentary or a docuseries about the exotic animal trade. So it's like I never thought of it that way. Incredibly, like, just it's just bizarre to me. That it's like, ironic. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's different obviously there's no actual consumption of the animals in this but i mean like the whole idea is the same that led to this whole pandemic so (laughs) and everyone's inside watching what is the reason we're (laughs) here like it's just i don't know it's just it's weird i watched a little bit of it like my parents were watching that was like looking over my shoulder while i was at the computer and i was like this yeah it's it's like it's like watching a plane crash. Oh my gosh! Because I started it just because I heard so much, but then yeah. yeah, it was like watching a plane crash. You just can't look away at the absolute dumpster fire that's coming down there. It's <laughs> it's not that the documentary is bad per se. It's just no, no, it's a bunch of awful people being terrible to each other, and it's just a disaster. Yeah, yeah. they've all got really extreme personalities too. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see why that would make such a great TV series. Like, yeah, it's very, um, very Florida man the movie. Yeah, yeah. Florida man the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dane, you gonna get on this? Do you mind if I steal that idea? Well, I'm actually thinking of. I I don't know if you guys heard about this, but I'm wanting to do something like Alberta Man, which is basically oh. like, like we'll we'll take the Florida man stereotype, but then translate it to like like an alberta man so it's like foobar combined with like like i don't know just elements of like craziest things you see in alberta just a bunch of dudes shotgunning beers and revving their chevys nice going oh yeah let's go give her bud (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know know the florida man thing right oh yeah yeah yeah. we could totally capitalize on this yeah i I just think it's man is the best very harmony corinne actually like it's like trash hunters. <laughs> I can't believe I've actually seen that movie, and like, I I can't believe you guys didn't tell me about it. Like, and you're like, have you seen Trash Humpers? I was like, actually, yes, I have. <laughs> Never thought I'd ever meet another person in my life who had seen Trash Humpers. Oh, did Did you die on the inside after you watched it? Sorry. Did you die on the inside after you watched it? Like, was a little bit of your soul, like, taken away from you? Or, like, what did what did you sacrifice for I mean, I've, during the whole thing? I've been dead inside for at least a decade, but... Wow, okay. I think, like, <laughs> that that just stopped on whatever was left. <laughs> like, I'm just... I'm just a shell of the person I was before, before Trash Humpers. Once you see Trash Humpers, there's no going back. Like you, you go in one person and you're out and you're totally different. 
That's, that's, yeah, I watched the trailer and I felt like all the little humanity I had left was just out the window. It was just gone. Yeah, I was like, nah, I don't want to live here anymore. Yeah, it was a special moment. I remember it very clearly. Yeah, worse than yeah. Uh, Gummo. Uh, I'd be surprised. Me? I haven't mm-hmm. seen that. I saw the trailer for that too, though. Was, yeah, actually, I I don't know if it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was the same situation, but I, I did see them in order. I saw Gummo first. Uh, but I think I was just more confused at what it was. Like, I <laughs> just genuinely, I just didn't get it at all. So I think some of it was lost on me, and so a bit of my soul was kept intact. And I haven't seen it since. I've only seen it the one time, and it was probably six or seven years ago, I think. Seriously, yeah. Gummo was... You're saying Gummo was lost on you, but Trash Humpers wasn't? Did you understand that movie, then? No, oh, no, I, no. <laughs> no. It was, it was beyond weird, but I understood what Harmony Corinne was trying to do to me. And, uh. well, I didn't understand it, but I think I knew what it was. <laughs> and it wasn't pleasant. Yeah, he really, he really just assaults thing. his uh, audience. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Yeah, him and Gaspar. Oh, Gaspar. Yeah. Oh, have you seen Climax? Oh, Enter the Void is amazing. Oh, have you seen Climax? <laughs> I have not. Climax is, first of all, it's incredible, but it is probably the worst time. Or, yeah, it's the worst experience. Worst movie watching experience of my life. <laughs> yeah, and I was just watching it al- alone because it's just it's horrifying, but it's so good. <laughs> I was I, I know I've heard some pretty yeah some pretty disturbing things from like I've seen Irreversible and I know like, yeah it's that's but I was expecting more dark material out of uh, Enter the Void, but I was actually surprised. I was like, you know, Enter the Void was nice. That was very mainstream yeah. for uh, Gaspar. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, mainstream for him is like. Yeah, that's... It felt easy to digest, like, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it's not as... Climax is pretty easy to digest, it's just hard to watch. Yeah. Like, it's it's difficult to look at it. I think Gaspar knows kind of, like... I think, I think, I don't know, like... Maybe for, like, North American cinema, like, he's just too... He's too raw, but... Really, like, when you watch a lot of, like, French movies, like, European movies, like, he's really not that different, really, but... Yeah. But I think I he's... think it's a matter of time before people get on to him. Like, I think he'll be, like, a cult. He already is, but, it, like, I think people here will, will really know his stuff a few years yeah. ago more, so... Yeah. I, I hope just... so, because he's yeah. great. He's, he's great at what he does. He's yeah. really good at his job. <laughs> yeah, it, like, but... divides the audience, but it's, like, it's really like every movie you see of his is like a statement. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Okay. That was super original. Yeah. Like, very original. Every time. Mm-hmm. Like the, the ending of Enter the Void. I'm, I'm just like on the spoiler spree. I'm just like spoiling everything. This yeah. Episode. Thanks, Dane. It was like, I just keep talking about like endings of like things no one has seen. It, like, well, you guys have seen most of these things, but like our audience probably not. But, um, that's the okay. Of Enter the Void was just like, oh my God, that was. Like, you think it's so disgusting, but then you're like, okay, it's actually kind of nice. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
it's a nice it's a it's a quite heartwarming ending actually like yeah. it's like it's a drugged out just a mile a minute type movie and then the ending's like okay that's that's nice it's sweet yeah. <laughs> it's it's like I don't know. It's it's more digestible than Requiem for a Dream, that's for sure. Yeah, Requiem is oh. disturbing on a lot of levels. Yeah. Yeah. That's great too. Yeah. 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 Under the Void is, nice. yeah. Under the Void is kind of like a Matthew McConaughey type feeling going on the whole time, for me at least. <laughs> like that'd be a lot cooler if you did kind of Matthew McConaughey <laughs> like. That was that was the vibe I was getting. <laughs> so like, I don't know how to explain. It's just you feel well. Obviously, it's first person, but it's just like it's like a video game, basically. Yeah, it's like the most video it's game like movie. Trips you out. Yeah, yeah. It hurts in a in a good way. Like you, you want to like like turn like, your head. You, you'd imagine the camera would move in that movie by like just turning your head in real life. Yeah. Like you actually feel like you're just like there. Like you're just like in the character brilliant it's really good like i felt like at first i was kind of like oof because like the blinking is so constant right mm. like this, the the flash frames of black kind of starts to bother you in the beginning uh, personally i was like i don't know how long i can watch this just like constant <laughs> blinking but then just after a while you just like start like it just you you end up like blinking at the same time as the movie or something yeah. <laughs> like it just you just like you just forget character. about it kind of it's so weird, weird. Yeah. yeah, you need to watch this. Watch uh, this. So is it a, is it akin to like hardcore? What's that? Sorry, we uh, <laughs> we missed that. We lost you again. <laughs> oh, is it a, is it akin? To... <laughs> 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 okay, I'm gonna try one more time. Is, is it akin to like hardcore Henry? Oh, I don't even know what the hardcore anime is. Um, it's like a, it's a first-person shooter, but in a movie. Oh, I'm not too sure. There's, there's definitely similarities, but like not at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's like it's a very different kind of movie. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry's like, like actually a first-person shooter, <laughs> and wow. it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. It gave me a headache. Yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, like the... sitting like really close. Oh, Claire? Original. No, no, it was like a landmark. Oh, Globe, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. Super interesting movie. Very, it was gorier than I expected. It, but it was, yeah. Have you seen the, the original? Uh, it's it's a music it like a video. short? Yeah, music it's like a music video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, that's actually how I got introduced to it. It was, uh, was it a, it was a German band or it was some heavy metal? I, I, I don't remember. Think so. Who was that? Let's see. Oh, I think it was, yeah, Biting Elbows. There They're Russian. Russian. Or at least the, the guys who were, made the video were, were Russian. Yeah, because they're like jumping from the rooftops, and then they do the teleporting thing, and then I was like, "That's so what a trip! What a trip!" Yeah, great movie. Yeah, great, great music video. Yeah, the band is. Yeah, they're a a Russian band. 
Classic. Classic. <laughs> Classic. It's like that. Do you guys ever see the road movie? The road. Is that the so. dash cam movie? Yeah. Oh, the, in Russia, yeah. It's all made oh, from dash cam footage. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. I showed Brendan the trailer, like, in school. Yeah. yeah, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't seen it before. It's it's so great. It's so great. It's hard to find too, but yeah. if, when you find it, it's worth a jump on it. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Russian like, dash cams. Oh, like, like sometimes. Yeah, like the tank. A tank just rolls out of nowhere. It just shows up. <laughs> Why not? It's yeah, great. and then. There's like bears all over the place. Yeah, there's the there's that uh, that meteor that meteor. that hit. Oh yeah. Like that went viral on on YouTube and stuff. Way like way back when, yeah. Yeah, back in the uh, old days, the good old days of YouTube. <laughs> huh. That's crazy. Don't get stuff on that. Like, like we don't have as many dash cams in Canada, so I doubt you'd be able to have that interesting of a movie but yeah everyone has a dash cam there so yeah yeah it's awesome it's like constantly rolling 24 7 on every street you're always making a movie yeah, yeah. why don't you just and upload that to youtube and then you can have your 700 800 hour movie people do that they, they just upload their dash cam footage whenever something like kind of interesting happens and since they're russian and it's a dash cam video it gets millions of views instantly <laughs> I binge the compilations so much. They're just like the crazy. Like I love the one where he just like he goes too fast around the corner. He hits the hits the side railing and then he just goes in the water and then yeah. he's like oh and he's like totally calm about it talking to his friend and then he just turns on the wipers and as his car's going down the river I'm just like what? he's just like he's not even phased. He's like yeah this is like ah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I'm just like wow. Some people, <laughs> their lives, oh, it's beautiful. It's yeah, beautiful. they're just, they're living life the way we all should. Yeah. <laughs> Without a worry, honestly. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's great. Yeah. We are at an hour six minutes. That was, that felt Ooh. shorter than that, but it goes yeah. fast. Damn. Wow. I mean, there's no limit to how long our episodes can be, so we can go for another uh, 20 hours if you guys want. 20 hours, might as well. 20 hour podcast. <laughs> Hope your uh, phone can take it, Dane. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's saved onto the phone. Like, it just saves onto the Skype, so you can literally just roll forever. Oh, no way. Wow. <laughs> what? This is how we're going to achieve it. I mean, That's um, so cool. Ryan, yep, the new station manager might be a little bit annoyed if, like, he has to upload the 20 minutes file, <laughs> or 20, 20 hour file. <laughs> That's I mean, not our problem, so like, what do we care? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Dan's favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. How much of how much of stuff that says that we say will get fixed in post actually gets fixed in post? That's the yeah, real we said, question. We said that a lot during these yeah. episodes. Just the credits. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing no, else. We, like the um. Hmm. Well, I, didn't, I mean, we didn't really have to, like, do too much with these with Echoes. Like, Ryan was, uh, he had a great vision with uh, the, the dream sequence. Or not the dream yeah. sequence, but the uh, hallucination. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. And, 
Yeah, but I guess the whole thing to be aware of with fixing it in post is like, if a pandemic happens, we can't access the school anymore for the computers because yeah. Ryan and I wanted to do like a final, final cut and uh, we saved it on the school computers on a drive that we don't have access to remotely. And the doors are all locked now to the university. So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think you're going to any classes. Yeah. To access we'll the computers. But we did have a pretty good cut to release. Um, yeah. yeah. I was. I, I liked it a lot, especially coming off of Twin Peaks. When I saw that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Those red curtains hit red me right curtain. where I wanted it to. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a that was a fun project. Yeah, that was a, that was a that was that a was good like couple days. Yeah, four different nights from like September to December. And, yeah, uh, it all feels like in the movie like it's the same same moment, the same seven minutes. I don't know how long it is, about seven minutes, and yeah. same same day. But yeah, like some of the shots were just like test shots that ended up making the final cut, like. And I look different in them because I was like, I didn't, I like, have been growing out my facial hair since then, um, probably September. So it was like a gradual process from September to December. So there's little things that I would notice that I, oh, like, oh, I'm, I look different. But I don't think anyone else really noticed, which is good. Yeah, probably not. But now I just spoiled Cause... it for everyone. So now everyone will notice. When Whoa, I'm going to go back. But yeah, there were some little things that were slightly off. Actually, yeah, but... I'm going to take a look at this. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's hard. It's hard to look the same for four days across three months. Like, that's just, you can't. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. It's it's hard. Like, even if I was trying to match myself to, like, to a T, I was worried because, like, if I was to shave, to trim your mustache, because there's a close-up close shot of my facial hair, and it looks longer in one scene than the other. But, like, if it, even if I was trying to match it from previously... I'd screw up probably and I'd end up like shaving it all and then that's even more noticeable. So it's like <laughs> you, you realize like makeup the makeup team for any film, huge huge yep. uh, job that they have because I mean you don't really have that uh, with student films. Oh god no. So no. that's that's a whole other thing that other thing that most films really rely on is just like keeping everyone looking the same for like the whole process cuz it's harder than it looks, much harder. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Clothing, just like little things, right? Like you need someone just to notice those things. Like, yeah, your your hair looks uh, a different length than it was in the previous scene, or something. Because those that ends oh, up happening yeah. like, in some movies, right? Yes. Yeah, even that. even when they're even when they're really good about it, like even with like larger budget productions, like you can always I always make it a point to try and find like continuity errors or just like, hey, that cup the mug was turned on left, or like, oh, the guy's pants are like they're more wrinkled or something like that and i'm just like huh that's super interesting or like if they're wearing the same clothes but it's for like a completely different scene but it's not like within the story arc you know so they just like they just shot the scene but then they didn't bother changing but, it, yeah. but they thought it would be like enough far apart like in the movie or tv show that no one would notice i just always think that's super interesting i don't know if that's lazy because i mean there's like you as a filmmaker myself like it's so much work to keep track of everything and like if there's a corner you can cut you sh probably should cut it just to yeah. save everyone on the headaches and everything yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah 
I think um, going forward, I would definitely prefer just to shoot entire, like, a specific scene all on the same night, in the same day, just to make it easier for yourself a little bit, right? Yeah. And going forward, like, that's what I'll keep in mind. Um, but, I mean, it depends. It depends. Like, for example, with uh, Westwood Voices, like, a lot of the shots that I ended up including were, like, from a whole other day. But they were landscape shots, so you can easily just, like, color grade it to make it look like the same day. Yeah. Luckily, there was snow on the ground both days, so you could easily fool people. But if it was, like, a dr- like living where we live, one day could be <laughs> three inches of snow, the next day it could be, like, summer. So yeah. that's the hard part, too. In a very, like, uh, seasonal location. If you don't shoot all your scenes when you have to, you could be waiting, like, eight months before it looks like that again. Or longer. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I think Canadian films would have to deal with more than like say, Oof. well, anywhere close to the equator, you don't have to deal with that problem as much. Yeah, because it's always nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's never never garbage outside. Yeah. yeah. If anything, it's just the mosquitoes you have to worry about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Here, here it just drastically changes, and uh, yeah. So as far as like. I was going to be kind of the next thing I was going to talk to you about, Joe, um, with like Canadian film. So mm-hmm. like you were, you were about to move to Vancouver right before the pandemic. And yes. um, you're probably just like eagerly waiting for that to, to come up again in the next, once it's safe, right? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I just find it interesting, like the lengths Canadian filmmakers we have to go through to, uh, to make it. Like it's obviously... We have a good film industry. We no knocking on our film industry at all, but it's obviously much different when we're in the shadow of like the U.S. Right? So, mm-hmm. um, what what kind of was the what, was it just because like a job opportunity came up in Vancouver, or you, have you always kind of felt like that's where you need to go to make it make it work? A little bit of both, because mm-hmm. Calgary is not really the best place to be. Um, Vancouver and Toronto is where you want to go. Uh, so an opportunity showed up in Vancouver, so I took it, but you know, now we're all stuck inside. <laughs> yeah. Bad yeah. So it was just bad timing and that'll all hop- happen again soon. Yeah. Yeah. Like the industry's like basically shut down, but as soon as it's open again, like for sure, everyone that's already been hired will be there and things will be rolling once again, but it just like literally shut down the entire film industry across the world. That's it's incredible. Much. Yeah, because like crew sizes and everything, right? Yeah. And it, they're so international because producers didn't want to travel up north and stuff like that, so we had to shut down a bunch of our stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we we've probably got let's see what day is it? like two months worth of uh, commercials we have to shoot now. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. And we'll see how long that, that goes for. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty nuts and busy when everything gets back up and running. Yeah. It's probably going to be skeleton crews and stuff like that too at first. So yeah, yeah it's kind of a weird, weird time to be doing anything. Yeah. Literally anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like yeah. the whole world is just, um, yeah, basically like, Nothing like we're still 
living our lives, but it's just it's such a different version of our lives. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I was watching a lot of Canadian films in the last two months. Uh, probably saw I did the Canadian, my favorite Canadian films of the decade list a few months ago, a month ago. A lot of Xavier Dolan, a lot of Denis Villeneuve. I think those yeah. are probably the two best in Canada. Oh, Cronenberg. Oh, last ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twenty tens. But Cronenberg uh, yeah. kind of. Yeah, I don't know what he's made in the twenty tens. Cosmopolis wasn't too bad. Mm. I didn't mind it. Yeah, I think like the most featured directors on my top ten list. Number one was Xavier Dolan. Number two, Denis Villeneuve. Well, they're about the same. Um, and then a lot of like co-productions that are like. American directors, but it was like a Canadian producer. Oh um, yeah, like like uh, Room was an example of that. It was like I think an American director, but it was produced by Canadian. There was some Canadian production. It was filmed in Canada, um, and then like uh, then I had troubles lumping in um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World because that's like that's that's the that's the weird thing about Canadian cinema is like that's been adopted into Canadian cinema that movie because it's shot in Toronto it's obviously Toronto Canadian actors Michael Sarah but there was actually yeah. no Canadian producer no Canadian director involved but then it it kind of just by default it becomes like a Canadian film because of the actors and the location so just like that was a really challenging list yeah. is there's so many good Canadian movies and I think like we have so many amazing filmmakers but it's like for example, you can't include like The Revenant, obviously, that's filmed in our backyard, but it's not a Canadian movie. Yeah. There's no Canadian money involved, really. It's like an American Mexican production, right? Yeah. No. Is. is Where is he from? Alejandro Energies. I think he is. Um, I think, I think he's from Mexico, because they, yeah. they were talking about. Because it was. Uh, he's the. Del yeah, Toro, Guillermo del Toro made a joke about how it was how the three Mexican dudes won the Oscars like three years in a row or something like that when he was up there, and I was like, oh, yeah. hey, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think they're all around the same age. Maybe they were friends, even. It's yeah, because yeah, Guillermo del Toro, Alfonso Cuaron, and I'm forgetting his name again. Inaritu. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always forget his name. It's, and it's, I always feel like an idiot because I'm like, I know it. <laughs> and I know, like, most of his movies, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in every two, I think... Well, they ended up shooting a lot of that in Argentina. Or, sorry, yeah, Argentina. Yeah, in Argentina, yeah, because um, they had to shut down because the Chinooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, it's not even... Like, we're proud of that being shot here. And, um... I was like going with that, but I mean, like a lot of movies have been filmed here, right? But yep, you just, yeah, they just don't become kind of tons. Yeah. They just never take place here. No, no. They're always they were they're always shot here in Vancouver, especially. Mm-hmm. Vancouver has played every city on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like in Mission Impossible Four, I think it was Vancouver played like five cities. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, yeah, I forget what cities it played. It was hilarious when I figured it out. I was like, oh my god, these are all Vancouver. Just different locations. Well, yeah. That's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, Vancouver's always another city other than Vancouver. Yeah. And um, in many, many movies, basically, 
it's been like every other part of the world except for Canada. So it's kind of interesting. It's like it's like the it's such a unique city, Vancouver. But then in film, it becomes so generic. Like it's just like this generic big city in the movies that it takes place. Yeah. Like it's just like oh, it's just this big metropolis. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's just always the same. Just New York, San yeah. Francisco, Basically. LA, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like looking into uh, Canadian cinema, like it's pretty it's pretty shocking the difference in um, how much money is invested in like English speaking Canada compared to Quebec. Because like Quebec, yeah. like is like they put so much money into their film industry, and well, that's why you get most of the uh, good Canadian directors coming from Quebec. Yeah, because they get the more chances just because the the money's more available. Money's available, like Xavier Dolan. Like I think he's he's easily one of the best directors under thirty five. Like if oh, not the best, if not definitely. the best, him Robert Eggers, like. Yeah. Just like young directors, they're both like miles ahead of everyone else. And um, I think he actually used part of his for his first film, Xavier Dolan. He's like he had money saved up from his teen years and he put like part of it towards the movie. And part of it was like, um, I think, the provincial film board or something or the Canadian film board. But like it's like it's pretty it's pretty interesting. I see. I think. I kind of uh, was talking about this with Nick in the group chat that uh, we have, like, there's, like, prototypes to, like, being a Canadian director. There's, like, the directors that are, like, they have to go to the U.S. to break in, yeah. and they come back, and then they stay here for a bit, maybe make some movies on both sides, like Denis Villeneuve does that. He, he lives in Canada, but he works mostly in the U.S., but sometimes comes back and makes movies here. Yeah, like, um, uh, anime, sometimes he brings his friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And it becomes like this is really interesting combination of like it's a Canadian movie, but with like an American star in it, like Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. That was, that was super interesting. It was yeah, it was budget. a cool, cool low budget movie. Yeah, yeah, and like obviously set in Toronto because it just like totally just shows every landmark all the time in that movie. Yeah, and uh, you you can't mistake it for anything else. Oh, friends gotta go. <laughs> but, yeah, freaking dog. Like, um, and then there's like the uh, there's just so many prototypes, and it's like there's only a handful that I counted that I'm like able to say like, okay, this person kind of falls into that, and you kind of like categorize everyone and every director, but like I think like Canadian directors they have to either go to the u.s or like just like find a way to like like i don't know what the fubar directors are doing now but they were able to tap into like yeah i'm not sure the local um scene really and it was that movie is big i think in the u.s but it was bigger in canada i think yeah it was it was pretty huge in calgary yeah (laughs) because it was like all here in the skylines in it and everything yeah and it's like makes a lot of reference to calgary throughout the movie yeah, they're breaking the uh, the transit stops and stuff like that, smashing stuff through there, the, the glass bus stops, smashing a. What did they How smash did through there? With that? I have no idea. Did they idea. pay for that? Like, obviously, that would not be approved. 
They must have, or they just did it. They might have just, they might have just given her. Yeah, just like we'll yeah. pay for it. We didn't know, or is, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that would be like intent to to destroy public property. Private property. They made probably enough money. They probably could have paid. Yeah. Any but paid it back. So you're saying <laughs> I can go out with like a crowbar and just destroy whatever property I want, assuming that's not like individual private. And then I'll decide to pay him off. <laughs> They'll be cool with it. No, they probably wouldn't be that cool with it. <laughs> They'd probably be huh. mad. How much did Fubar make? I'm pretty sure it made its budget back because I don't think it had much of a budget at all. Like a ten thousand dollar movie. <laughs> a ten thousand? Really? That's, that's cool. cool. I mean, that's still a lot of money to like me. Obviously, like that's that sounds like a lot of money. For a 23-year-old, for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you pulled some money together between a crew of people. That's actually, you know what? It'd, It'd be pretty doable. It. Yeah, but it's still kind of scary to even put that kind of money into something. Like, I don't know. It's like, that's the thing I'm, like, thinking about as far as, like, making bigger and bigger films. It's like, when will people expect me to actually, you know, put some money into my projects? And it's like... You need to like know. You need to like know. There's going to be like uh, something that will come out of it. Otherwise, it's like it's kind of nerve wracking. Yeah. Unless you have that money below, but yeah, Tommy Wiseau. Obviously, <laughs> 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 so like you kind of have to do that as the as a director producer eventually. But that's yeah, a big, that's a big that's a big thing to take on. So yeah, and like finding equipment and stuff like that if you're don't have the money to rent or don't have the time to rent or the rental shops are closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like right now. It's, yeah. it's sad. Yeah. It's sad like, for me. Yeah. But everything's, everything's like any, any sort of like shared thing right now. It's just, I was relying on shared, shared spaces. Like it, I did all my editing at the university. I did um, anything I needed to do. Like, Oh, I need I need a photo for um, like a headshot for for myself. Okay, I'm gonna go to the studio at Mount Royal. Oh, I need to um, do anything like anything that I needed. I just go there, and like you pay for it as a student. But then now I just I don't have anything at home. Like I don't have anything I can edit on really. No um, high quality audio equipment. So I'm just like saving up right now to try to buy that stuff. Because now you, you realize you need a home studio. You just yeah, you just need it today. Just need it. The next year we'll probably need it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, when I was going through the program, even then I realized that I wouldn't have all the access to the equipment because we didn't have that many uh, computers or that actually ran or that were actually good. The <laughs> few that we did have, and in isolated rooms. So I, I think after like the second year, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then that's when I started putting all my projects on my laptop. And then I was like, I can't work on my laptop. And so then I had to buy my rig. And now the quarantine hits, I'm like, this is perfect. This is. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always nice. Like having access to like the library and having access to like these public places like MRU is nice to have. But it comes at a cost at the end of the day because you never know when that can be taken away or if they're just all used up or just busy. And and it sucks because then you're like, well, what do you do? You're out of luck. But if you yeah. build your own rig, it's not like twenty bucks. It's like I probably put like a good chunk of money into this, a bad amount of money. And I mean, 
yeah, it was, it was worth it, but that's still a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I could be used yeah. spending it somewhere else. So, yeah, it's kind of hard yeah. figuring things like, out. Laptops are expensive. Yeah. Just, just like Adobe Premiere Pros. Are, the software. The is, it's, not, it's not cheap. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's, um, Getting yeah. a camera, lighting equipment, uh, the lenses that you... I mean, you could have one lens, and that's great, but can you produce an entire film on just one lens? I mean, you probably can. But I mean, yeah, but... It'll, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to do it. It wouldn't be that <laughs> yeah, yeah, lenses are so expensive, even if your camera body's great. It's yeah. amazing. It's so yeah. expensive. Yeah, You can have a... Uh, not you can have like a subpar camera body and amazing lens and it'll make all the difference as long as you know how to use it yeah 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 like yeah then that's honestly what i would try and do first and foremost but yeah it gets pricey really fast so unless you have like a sugar daddy or sugar mama i wouldn't recommend it i would recommend that i need to i need to get me one yeah I, i don't know if dane's hiring at the moment i guess like you could maybe file this into your taxes. Like you are paying Joe Tominsky to work under you, literally. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Yeah. You could, could work. Probably something. something thought, about this. Very, why not like Quentin Tarantino or someone, like someone that actually has money? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> that's, that's, you have like ten jobs at any given point. <laughs> just for school. Right, right. School's like, yeah, ninety-five percent of what I make. So, yeah. Yeah, that's gross. I don't like to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's yeah. expensive world. It's a very expensive world. Yeah. To do anything, it's just roadblock after roadblock. But you just have to. Just have to find ways to do it. Like the Fubar director, that's pretty inspiring to me. Just like yeah, and uh, Kevin Smith with Clerks, just max out the credit card and go for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's such a big gamble, though. Risk versus yeah. reward. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah, and it paid know. off for him somehow. I don't know. It worked out. That's that was pretty cool. That that actually worked out. Yeah. yeah, I wonder how many times it happens though. But you don't hear about this story, you know. Like when it comes to music, you like hear about all these people blowing up, and but like as we do DMBF more and more and more, it's like there are so many artists that that we talk to and that they know, and that you know we also know and we've heard of that arcade or at least local through them, and then on Spotify, like just the amount of artists there. It's it's just like oh my gosh, it's a numbers game, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's always Crazy. people people trying to break into that stuff, especially right now. Yeah, it's crazy. I hope Dane is actually. I I can't believe I haven't mentioned this, but Dane is uh, is an aspiring musician. Yeah, he, uh, has released a couple of demos, and you know I don't know when he's gonna break out of uh, I guess the low key underground that he's currently residing in, but when he does break out, I, I'm going to be there. Number one fan, supporting you all the way, Dan. <laughs> did you say, did you say inspiring? I don't think I'm inspiring anyone. You're inspired, dude. <laughs> You're inspired, inspired, like you dude, saw inspiring. Oh, was, yeah. Why don't you send it to me? That's just, oh, 
it's, it's basically my anthem at this point. The amount of times I think I've given you most of your plays on SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. That's pretty nice. Yeah. I, know I, like to pa- I like to parody There's like 80 plays, maybe. I like to come up with my own versions of it, you know, just on the fly. Speaking of parodies, Mark Chuminski, would you be interested? I pitched this to Dane before, but I don't think he's taking me seriously. So I just want to hear like another person, a third party's uh, expert opinion on the matter. But, you know, <laughs> I was talking to Dane about Eastwood Echoes and I felt that, you know, it had some complications and I like to see it done through like my perspective. So I was thinking like, we could maybe redo it, but it, this time it would be like East with Egos. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, I'm 100% in. See, you hear that, Dan? East with you Egos. Have, you, have, you have to take it seriously now. Sorry. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's official. East with Egos. I'm thinking, you know, instead of a cult, like in the woods, it can just be like um, maybe a fast food cult or something like that. <laughs> it's like force feeding, but with egos only. Yeah. But <laughs> also just be a guy with a compass walking in a straight line east with a box of egos for like for like two hours. Yeah. Nothing else, just one one tracking shot of some dude walking one direction with, with a box of egos. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I would love to see that. That sounds inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> Damon, what are you thinking? Like I don't wanna I don't wanna make it seem like I'm belittling your project. I just wanna see it as like a you know when like Weird Al kinda like makes spoof of other songs. It's, you know, it's like reinventing the wheel, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the master of food stuff, so. <laughs> After my 40-second commercial, yeah. That's all I need. That's my credentials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I believe in you as far as food goes. As far as food goes. Nice. Food goes yeah, a go- long way. We, we got to make this happen for sure. East with Egos. Yeah. We have to make the socialist too. The socialist. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I love that title. <laughs> that was that was a long time ago too. Oh my god. That was that was early RTGM chat. Yeah. When we thought was... when we thought that my movie would still happen. <laughs> and it's yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> Who is going to be the Oh yeah. Ben sent the email to George Clooney at gmail.com. <laughs> That's incredible. GeorgeClooney.com. Oh. Yeah. Has he gotten it's a reply? That, it sounds really good. Like, it, so- it sounds good. I forget what that story even was, because it, it was just jokes about the American. Yeah. And then <laughs> it just turned into it being called The Socialist. Did he even star George Clooney in that one? I don't even know. I mean, that could be, yeah, that sounds like it has potentially, you know, like your debut, your full length feature film is a politically charged parody. Yeah, politically charged parody of a really slow and honestly quite good spy movie. I actually quite like The American. (laughs) What do you think that, what would the movie be like? I'm trying to imagine, like, well, the American is basically just George Clooney hanging out in Italy 
That's good. That's, Do you that's, George Clooney things or? Yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty much just your typical George Clooney things and then, uh. <laughs> Whatever those are. Yeah, it's, it's a, that movie feels really long though. It's only like an hour and a half or something, but it feels like two, three hours. <laughs> is that a compliment or is that a diss? I don't know, because it was like, it was really well made and really well acted and everything, but my god, is that thing a, like the, the definition of a slow burn? <laughs> well, that's impressive. And like, my favorite movie on earth is the movie where three Russian dudes wander around the wilderness and recite poetry for three hours. <laughs> Wait, is that the, uh, what's, what's that guy's name? The director's name? Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky, yeah. I was going to say yeah. Starvanovsky or something. But that, I think no. that's not it. I don't want to be wrong, but that's, that is, yeah. um, that's not Ivan's childhood, no. Oh. Wasn't it? What, what's Stalker. Stalker. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Stalker. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I so good. Dive into Tarkovsky's, uh, oh, yeah, you should, you should do it. I definitely need to. Go on the uh, Criterion channel. For streaming, because uh-huh. it's yeah. it's like the same price as Netflix, but you get like most of Criterion's library. Yeah, cool. so you can go through That's a good deal. like pretty much everything. It's great, and everything's like super high quality restorations from original negatives. All that it's pretty good stuff, wow. or at least like closest to original negatives that they can find, kind of thing. Yeah, I, I did watch like a documentary, or like a documentary, but like a five, ten minute video about Tarkovsky. Not quite documentary, but yeah, pretty intense, pretty intense life. Yeah. Personal life. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a bunch of his books. Tarkovsky. <laughs> um, tortured artist, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Especially after he got kicked out of his out of his country and everything. Yeah, very um, similar Adarowski kind of. Uh, yeah. I'm sort of just like just very bold filmmakers in a time of like oppression, you know, just yeah, like just they had to do everything to even make these movies, like to sacrifice so much. Adarowski, basically, same sort of idea. Yeah. 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 I still can't believe I found that DVD box set of all those Yodorowskis. <laughs> oh, yeah. how much did that run you? Uh, it was like sixty bucks. Wow, that's actually not yeah. bad. Yeah, it's got Fandui Liz, um, Holy Mountain, El Topo. Like it's got it's got everything you'd want from Yodorowski. Wow, where do you even, where do you even find that? Video game trader. Video game trader. No yeah. way. Yeah, they they sell Criterions and stuff there too. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's a that's a great store. Huh, Look, I would have. I, I was not. not yeah, no, it's it's great. Hmm. Dang, you got a video game trader? You seem like a Halo uh, fanboy. <laughs> oh, I used to be. I used to be the biggest Halo fanboy. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. What about Call like, of Duty? Yeah, I play it. 
more more so Halo. No, more Call of Duty right now. I just I just I just maxed out my level in Modern Warfare Damn. for the third season in a row. That's <laughs> impressive. Every I I I try to play video games, but I just I'm bad. Even at my peak in high school, I was just bad. I think yeah. My KD yeah. is always like point eight. So it's a oh yeah, my KD is garbage. <laughs> I, I die so much, but I get tons of kills. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 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 a. I have a love hate relationship with video games. Uh, no, I haven't been playing that much often. Like especially during quarantine too. I I I wanted to, like I bought a bunch of video games just before I went into full quarantine, but I I can't bring myself to play them. I don't know why. Yeah, I think it's the same thing with Dane. Like how Dane feels about TV shows, I feel about video games. Like I, I, oh yeah, I just feel like they're not not a waste of time, but like I, I feel like I can do so much, so many better things with them. Even though I enjoy it, you know, it's it's weird. Dane, I yeah, finally understand like, you. It's like I could be doing so many more things in the time that I'd yeah. spend doing this one thing. Yeah, Dane, yeah. is that how you feel? Mm, about TV series, well, I mean, like, I like to get a taste of a TV series and then be like, okay, well, I don't know. It's a lot of balance. Okay, that's, um, you're just psychotic at that point. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> just watch like, Chernobyl. I just want a taste of Chernobyl. I, that's... <laughs> I'll, I'll get around to it one day, but... Taste of Chernobyl. <laughs> actually, that's a good band name, Taste of Chernobyl. Sounds like... <laughs> that is a good band name, actually. Or a good album Ooh, good album yeah. title, Taste of Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> be a good movie. Taste of Chernobyl, yeah. I'm writing it yeah. down right now. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so it's kind of similar, Dane, but not really. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like, I mean, I even, like, up until, like, four years ago, yeah, I played video games, and after a while, like, and I wasn't buying any new video games or anything, so that's, that's a part of it, but yeah. I just realized, oh, I don't know, movies are more inspiring to me, like, uh, to get creative than video games were, so I just drifted to movies, and then television series, like, it depends, like, if I... I don't know, I have to, like, really be hooked instantly mm. to watch the whole thing, but, um, like, I get around to it eventually. Yeah, I, I, had, I, I had, like, a streak where I was watching a lot, but then I kind of yeah. stopped for a bit. Definitely, I'd, I'd suggest doing a, a bunch of miniseries, especially the HBO ones, because they're, oh, like, so five or six hours, maybe ten hours max, yeah. Like one season of a show, basically, and it's your entire story that's spread out. It's got more development than a movie can do, stuff like that. Yeah. If it's good, if it's good. If it's bad, it'll be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen yeah. Band of Brothers, Dane? Uh, no, no, I have not. Yeah, you you got to watch that. I've heard that's that. like, yeah, it's like, it's the same kind of required viewing that Saving Private Ryan is. Because it's basically just Saving Private Ryan, but ten hours long instead. <laughs> huh. I haven't seen yeah, Saving Private Ryan, so. But oh. I feel like the title itself kind of spoils it. 
So maybe that's why I haven't watched it. It's a great movie. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, kind of, I'm kind of at fault for doing this though, because like I haven't seen a lot of classics like Titanic. I've seen enough of Titanic to know, obviously like the memes and the whole story, you know, his story, history. And, uh, like the Godfather, <laughs> haven't seen that. Uh, what? Yeah. There's a lot of sins, like from some oh, guy who wants to be an aspiring filmmaker. It's the fact that I'm, I'm admitting this right now would probably get me stoned. Uh, <laughs> but luckily you guys aren't near me, so I'm, I'm okay. Uh, what else haven't I seen? You haven't Just, seen Apocalypse Now? I have, I actually. Okay, have. that's okay, good. Okay, there we go. Well, that, that, that's, <laughs> you're, that's, you're good. that's a tick in the good books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, I don't know. You can't miss that. I, I just pick and choose, just weird. I don't yeah, let's let's go down the IMDb top-rated movies. I actually have a poster here, 100 movies of all time. Oh, okay, let's see, let's see how we do. Yeah, yeah, this thing, this thing. So we have E, uh, Shawshank Redemption, Dark Knight, yep. haven't seen City of God, seen Pulp Fiction, haven't seen uh, Amelie, Am- Amelie? Amelie, 12 Angry Men, Great haven't movie. seen it. Blade Runner, really good, haven't seen A Clockwork Orange. What? Uh, haven't seen the Deer Hunter. Haven't seen Casablanca. <laughs> we'll never see Casablanca. So far, I own all of these on Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not joking. <laughs> I haven't seen ET. Uh, I've seen Up. Uh, I've never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I've, I know enough about it. Oh, it's uh, fantastic! This is, this is a big sin right here. The Big Lebowski. I have not seen that. I'm sorry. Uh, have not seen Office Space. I've seen Fight Club like a hundred times. Such a good movie. Uh, I want to watch Leon the Professional. I haven't seen Scarface either. Oof. Which one? Seen... The 1932 or 86? Uh, both. I haven't seen any of them. Oh. <laughs> Just destroying all my credibility right now. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of movies on here that I have not seen. Yeah, so I far like I seen... still own all of them on Blu-ray. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I have seen it. I have like as I think I this is like fifty percent complete, but there's still like so much more to go. Um, like for instance, I just recently watched um, Psycho, and I just recently watched uh, with Jack Nicholson. What was his big? Uh, Here's Johnny. What was that movie? Oh, The Shining. Shining. Yeah, I just recently watched that like a couple months ago, for the first time. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad. When it comes I remember to my first time watching The Shining. It was on TV around Halloween time, but I think I was in like grade four or five, maybe. Yeah, it was it was it was it was young. You were yeah, really. And I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Oh my god. Huh? You understood like, it? Oh yeah. Well, not understood it because you oh. can't really understand it. It's yeah, one of, you can't so... really take it apart. But <laughs> I thought I thought it was awesome. But I'd also already seen 2001 and 12 Angry Men and Casablanca and all that stuff already. How how old were you? <laughs> you would have been like grade five or six. What did you say? <laughs> yeah. No. Like I I. The first, like, Disney animated movie that I've seen that I remember was because I watched it, like, two years ago. Oh, my god! Like, I know, I know I saw Tarzan when I was, like, really little, but that's all yeah. I remember. 
First, first out of the gate, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, the entire James Bond series up until whenever it was. Like, I remember when Die Another Day came out, I was excited. <laughs> it was in 2002, and I was born in 97. Wow. That's, <laughs> yeah, you and I had very different childhoods. I wasn't yeah. allowed to watch anything that wasn't on, like, Teletoon. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, was, I wasn't doing this at my parents' house. It was my grandpa who showed me all these. Oh, yeah. That's how you got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Dane, what about you? Were you a movie buff since day one? Mark knows. We Yeah, we were watching so all of this stuff together. together. Yeah, we were watching Jurassic Park at like, <laughs> like pre-kindergarten. <laughs> pre-kindergarten? How do you... I don't even... Are you even watching the movies? I'm trying to think of like... I was watching like oh, Winnie the Pooh. We probably. we had this whole <laughs> thing memorized. What? Yeah. Yeah. We watched like Lord of the Rings, the trilogy in one night. Yeah. Get on Star Wars right after that. You're we like five or six years old. I remember we were trying to rent Return of the King, but it hadn't actually come oh. out in theaters yet. Right. There was yeah, because we didn't we know in five or six. Sorry, we would have been at least eight to have seen the whole trilogy of Lord of the Rings. I just yeah, realized yeah. That the whole before. thing. Yeah. I just but, realized we were that young, but we were young. Yeah. We, well, we definitely started with fellowship yeah and then because I, I, cl- I clearly remember being in a blockbuster with you and trying to get return of the king but it wasn't available yet because it hadn't been out in the theater yet so it would have been like early 2003 we were asking the the guy at the desk well, I, th- I think we were looking for it i think we were like oh. physically looking for it and we found the other two but we couldn't find oh, it oh my gosh because i was like because i had the first two on vhs yeah. <laughs> how do you i don't even know how that works like were you by yourself or were you, were you with an adult like you can't just go up to him and be like hey do you have a oh, trilogy no, we, i think we're we were with, with my mom one of our moms yeah and she's like yeah this is okay i approve oh yeah <laughs> we'd, we'd already see, we'd already been through it all oh my god all the action figures uh posters yeah. wow. we, were all, we were already <laughs> yeah, we, had, we had the trading cards yeah. I don't even remember this. this yeah. is, but we never yeah. figured out how the game worked. Like how the trading card game worked. We never <laughs> figured it out. You guys had a very interesting childhood. Yeah. Very different from mine. Huh. Yeah, it was, it, looking back on it, it was like thinking that's about funny. it. The, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> that is, I think that's, yeah, not the norm. Maybe and you and I like, would be playing, uh, like, um, James Bond video games, like, like yeah, great. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we played lot, lots of Battlefront two as well. Battlefront two, that's, that's true. That's yeah, true. nice. It's classic. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Oh man, those are good times. Memory lane. Yeah. yeah. Everything was more interesting, like when you're a kid. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's still interesting today, like, if you watch cool stuff, but, like, I don't know. It's, it's different. Your curiosity is different. Like, you're just, like, I don't know. You watch one of these classic movies, and it just feels, like, just so real. But now you watch it, you're like, okay, there's they were hired actors, blah, blah, blah. But when yeah. you're, you're just like, wow, I'm actually in this universe right now. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you regret going up, growing up, Dane? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a big regret of mine. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, at the time, I was just like, I just want to, you know, be older so I can sleep whenever I want. And then you realize that the trade-off for that is is not worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no. Stats versus sleeping when you want. It's like, mm. <laughs> It's so weird. Like, when I was a kid, like, I would, like, pretend I was, like, an adult. Like, I was, like, seven. And I was, like, I don't know if you and I did this, Mark, but we'd, like, pretend we were, like, like, I don't know like professional people we're just be like <laughs> i feel like i feel like we're like, like we just like play around but like pretend we're like at work or something it's like who what kind of kid does that like who plays around, around and pretends they're at work when they're a kid yeah like that's that's some yes yeah, I'm, I'm i do feel like we had done that before <laughs> that's how you know the system got to you yeah 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 we need to start doing some joker stuff <laughs> And then Dane gets like ten jobs when he grows up, and he's like, yeah. yeah, it was. I only had one when I was a kid, so <laughs> yeah, it's like I gotta and make up for it. <laughs> I can't even keep one for more than a year because I get too bored, and I'm like, no, I have to find a new job now. Yeah, yeah, honestly, honestly. same. I couldn't yeah. stand working at the same place. People are like, yeah, I've been working here for 23 years. I'm like, this is retail. No. Like, this is. Yeah, like, no I'm thanks. like, what is wrong with you? How do you, I was like, I can't even put up with like three months of it. <laughs> and you're like 50 plus years. Oh, I don't know. Lost their heart. Congrats to Those you. people are totally dead inside. I think Is you, that? like, we joke about being dead inside, but then there's like, there's like layers to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. there's like trash dumpers, then there's like retail hell, and then there's like <laughs> sell your soul. It's very close. <laughs> Very close, but definitely different levels. By the way, congrats to Flarsky on his uh, his new internship. What? <laughs> Didn't you start it yet or no? No. Oh, okay. Oh. No. Well, then. I haven't gotten the confirmation. No congrats then. Sorry. Oh, you take it back. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> <laughs> it was the only thing that's keep me going. <laughs> I, was, I, I thought it already happened by then. No. Oh, okay. No. I wish I it already happened. Coming soon, though. Yeah, maybe, hopefully, soon. The intern. Uh, but yeah, Owen Wilson. Uh, oh, that's another one. It's the uh, the sequel to the Socialist is the intern. <laughs> I would actually love to do maybe maybe like a, a dramatic comedy. The intern. Oh, that'd be so funny. There's a wasn't lot of there, shorts on YouTube. Yeah, there's a movie about like like where Vince Vaughn gets an internship at Google or something. Yeah, it's very sponsored by Google. Yeah. Sounds like a Vince Vaughn film. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is, actually. What's it? I think it's called The Internship. There's The no Intern way. and The Internship. There's it's already two... been done? Yeah. Are you f- kidding me? Yeah, there's Intern is, um, I think The Intern is. Oh, yeah. The Intern is. Robert uh, or something. Yes. Yes. And the, the Internship's Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, I think. I knew it was Vince Vaughn, and it's <laughs> and, and, yeah, and they're, and they're at Google. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and it has a 34 on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Perfect movie. <laughs> nice. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, socialists, and then um, and then it becomes the um, uh, hmm. Well, what will be after the socialist? Yeah, we have to make the this anarchist. Film. Yeah, the anarchist. <laughs> or, uh, I love how this all stems from the American. 
<laughs> oh, it's great. It's amazing. I'm excited. And they're it's all like stuck George life. Clooney, but he's not in the movie. <laughs> it's just like, like one guy's tr- life. Sorry, oh, sorry, you sorry. go, Dan. You go, Dan. It could be, or it could be one guy's life and like his like ever-changing like political views, or it could be like, or it could be like an anthology series of like one guy is the socialist, one guy is the anarchist, and then it's just like yeah. one guy's the social all, democrat, one guy's the uh, libertarian, <laughs> and they all meet in like, like a Reddit a subreddit or something. Yeah, they all meet in a subreddit, and it's just it's told through computer screens because we're all in quarantine and they're just yelling at each other over keyboards. Like, keyboards. That'd be amazing. So it's like falling down, but like adapted to like a modern day. It's like Twelve Angry Men kind of. Twelve Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men behind keyboards. Yeah, and and not in a. Twenty first century. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh yeah, it's very interesting. I dig it though. I dig it a lot. Yeah, it's gonna be a trilogy. The first part of the trilogy is already done, and it's unrelated to the second two parts. Yeah, I mean, you could do this all in quarantine. You just need like one guy to like act for a bit. <laughs> maybe this is fuel for my internship. You never know. Yeah, maybe they'll end up working at Google with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Oh my gosh, dream job right there. Yeah. That would actually be pretty awesome. <laughs> like imagine like showing up to a job and then it's like, oh yeah, this guy here is gonna train you. And Vince Vaughn walks out and he's like, what's up? <laughs> Oh, okay. No fucking way. That's Gus amazing. Van Sant's Norman's Norman Bates. <laughs> I would love that. I would do everything in my power to get that job. Everything. Trained by, <laughs> by Vince Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's been almost two hours. I unfortunately have to go. Are you calling a quits, Dane, for DM or BF? Yeah, I think I have to have dinner in a few minutes, but... Yeah, me I too. Two-hour rep is pretty good, like... Yeah. That's the yeah, longest you've done. Yeah. Longest you've done, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. We've been over, like, maybe five, ten minutes, but never never two hours. So just in the closing uh, regard, uh, just plug everything Mark Tominsky, Joe Tominsky, sorry. Uh, <laughs> wait, how do you how do you want to be referred by? Like, in which Doesn't context? matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. Like, when you're talking about your film, it's like, you're Joe, but when you're yeah. Talking, like, as friends, it's like, oh, you're Mark. Yeah, either or. or. Either or. Entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not too uh, fussy about it. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, yeah, just go ahead and plug everything you want. Uh, and I, Your IMDb page, you know, if that helps. Yeah, like, I mean, I've got nothing. I've got stuff on the radar, but can't really talk about that too much yet. Spoilers. And then... uh yeah, other than that, just check out whatever's there. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's stuff on YouTube, there's stuff on Vimeo, you know. Yeah. Joseph M. Timinski, look up his uh, IMDb page. He has a lot of stuff, a lot of trailers that link directly, not directly to his YouTube. I don't think you can do that. Can you? I don't know. But I mean, you do have a lot on IMDb page, on your IMDb yeah. page, which you can just, a simple look up. You can see trailers all over the place. And huh. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. Uh, who knows? Maybe in maybe in a couple months, maybe in a year, depending on how long this quarantine thing lasts. Uh, it was yeah. a pleasure having you on, Demir BF. Thank you. Always a good time. <laughs> Thank you. Joe. Wild discussions.
Yeah, man. <laughs> Mark, Joe, the Tominsk. Tominsk. <laughs> what a great last name, Tominsky. Oh. oh, yeah. It's prime. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> well, once again, thank you for coming on our show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a good weekend, everyone. You're supposed to say you're lying, Dane. You're just this, leaving me out to dry. DM? Or what, thank what? you. Oh, yeah, that, that's it. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, like, I have no idea. You know, you're supposed to say this is the DM, this is the BF, DM your BF. It's our whole shtick. Deep. That's, no, 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 you did it. It's pretty good. <laughs> this has been the DM and the BF of DM. You are BF. Thank you for coming on our show, Mark Tominski, Joe Tominski. Uh, yeah, can we do this again? This is, <laughs> this is amazing. It's great talking to you. Yeah. Okay. I gotta go. Bye, guys. Bye. See you guys. Have a good weekend. You too. You guys. Kill it. Yeah.